Hello, hello, hello. It is Wendy again, and I am here to give you something to think about or make you curious about things in your life or to help you overcome some problems that you have with just the way you're thinking. Lots of people out there, maybe including you, are just not putting their thoughts in the right direction. And if you've been listening to my podcasts, such as Thoughts Are Things, they are very much things. And some of you just need to know what it is that you're creating, bad or good, what you are attracting or what you are repelling. And just really take a moment to be serious about what you are putting into your thought process. It is a really big deal and you might not think it is, but I keep telling you over and over and over, it is a big, big deal. I was going to say the F word, but I thought we're too, it's too early in the podcast to throw that in. I was just thinking about something that helps me a lot when I am having a day that I'm feeling kind of down or I'm just not all that happy or there's something on my mind that's weighing on me. And that thing is making music. Even if you are not a musician and you are sure that you're not musical and that you have no talent, I would ask you, how do you know? Was it something that happened when you were in third grade and you still believe it to be true? Is it something that you tried and you got embarrassed because you were singing in front of a group at school and you were laughed at? How do you know you don't have any talent? Have you not played an instrument ever in your life because you figured it would just be too hard or you played it for part of the year in grade school and decided, nope, I'm no good at this? Perhaps you think that you weren't born with any musical talent, but is it your environment or is it what you're born with? Now, in my life, I was brought up as a preacher's kid also referred to as a PK. (laughs) My dad had a church and it was called Mid Valley Bible Church. This was a very small church and I don't know how many people it held, but I know it was very tiny. And it was only my father doing the preaching. I went to Sunday school there. Then I went to the church service. My mother played the organ at the church. My sister played the piano at the church. When we were at home, my sister and my mother would practice the songs that they needed for church. My father was singing all the time. He walked around singing hymns constantly. And I got so used to being surrounded by music that even if I had a chance to ever think that, oh, I don't have musical talent, I can't play an instrument, I can't sing, Well, in my family, that would have been overridden by a very consistent belief that I am in a family of musicians. Whether or not they are musicians or not, the fact that they sang music, played music, my father sang in church, sang at home, I grew up knowing that everyone makes music. And so we did. I thought everybody went to church and I thought everybody was a Christian. And when we moved to Florida, in a little neighborhood called Paradise Palms in Boca Raton. There was a girl in the neighborhood that I was getting to know and playing with, because I was only about 11 years old. 
And my mother told me I can't play with her because her family doesn't believe in God. I didn't even know this was possible. I thought everybody believes in God because of my environment and that I grew up in a place where everyone believed in God in my very protected life. And here was Vanessa, I still remember her name, that her family doesn't believe in God. And this was such a shocking thing back then because religion was such an important part of our lives. And for me, I felt that music was a required piece of our lives. Today's podcast is about you being a musician. And if you used to play an instrument or you used to be into music, I want to encourage you to get back into it again. If you have never considered yourself a musician or you say to people, I can, I can carry a tune in a bucket. Is that the, <laughs> is that the phrase? Or you can't carry a tune in a bucket. Uh, I want you to find out because it is a matter of practice. Maybe there are some children that are really gifted and for some weird reason or a past life, they just start busting out tunes perfectly on key and have all the moves. But for those of us who had to learn to sing, was it because we were surrounded by it or was it because it, was it that you didn't sing or play an instrument because it simply didn't exist in your family? Having instruments is it's probably pretty expensive back then. An organ had to cost an enormous amount of money and a piano as well, or any instrument for that matter, because everything was made in the United States. Have you ever looked at how much TVs cost when you were a kid? They were very expensive. I'm surprised that almost any of us had TVs. They cost a lot of money. I have my windows open today and... Hopefully, the sounds that you can hear are the birds outside. There's so much music from the birds outside, and I love it. It is something that I'm woken up to at about 5.30 in the morning, which is a little bit early, but it's still beautiful music. The birds come into my house because I open the screen door, and they're waiting for me in the morning. They come in, and they chirp and scream at me to come and get out of bed (laughs) and feed them. Yesterday, a bird, there are these little red-headed kind of cardinal things, a yellow-beaked cardinal, I think it's called. Yesterday, just before I was doing a guest spot on a podcast, the one bird came in my bedroom and got stuck in there because he couldn't figure out how to get out because all the windows have screens on them. And then there's two big closets with mirrors. And so he was going all over the place. Well, this bird and I spent 30 minutes (laughs) working on his problem. And I, my heart was beating so hard after 30 minutes because it was almost time to do the podcast and I didn't want to, you know, tell the person they had to wait because of a bird flying around my bedroom because I record my stuff in my bedroom. So anyway, that is just totally sidetracked, but I do love the birds. And now thinking about how the sound of the songbirds affects me, it changes me. It makes me feel happier And maybe it's just a little bit happier or maybe it's a lot happier. But having the birds in my house and chirping at me and singing to me for me to give them bread and nuts makes me happy. Music around us really changes us and it changes everyone around you who's hearing it. I'm at a condo complex that's right on Ali'i Drive, right across from the ocean. And it's very pretty. They got a big pool and spa and a big barbecue area and above 
about uh, three weeks ago, I went down there and sat at one of the chairs and played my ukulele and sang, and people liked it. But there's always a pool attendant that comes through about every half hour or so, and the pool attendants are under strict orders. No music. <laughs> no music of any kind. You can't play it quietly on your phone while you're sitting in the spa. You cannot sing, even unaided by a ukulele. There is no music. And I said, can I play in the little clubhouse? It's not really a clubhouse. It's just a room. And he said, no. So <laughs> I was like, under my breath, having a little FU moment. But yeah, it was just odd that, okay, so music is the enemy, huh? They had to make this blanket rule that even if people are enjoying it, there will be no music here. I wanted to start an ukulele jam group and we would meet in that little pseudo clubhouse and they were like, nope, can't do that because you are not allowed to make music. <clears throat> Imagine that. Whew. I've been playing music at the beach, there's an area that has a saltwater pool that's built out over the ocean, and it's right across the street. It's not anybody's property. They're not sure who built it or if one of the condo complexes built it, then abandoned it. But now it's public property, and there's people who pitch in to help take care of it. The way that this saltwater pool fills itself and gets clean water <laughs> is it's surrounded by lava rock on all sides, big lava rock. And the waves get so big there that they go crashing into the lava rock and up and over into the pool. And that's how the pool gets clean because it gets, every time there's a high surf, it gets totally replaced with clean ocean water. And some of you saw my videos that I shot of those great big waves. It is very exciting. But we were out there jamming and making music and oh my gosh, just hard to stop once you get going. Now, for those of you who are not musicians. What I want to challenge you to do is to add music to your life. I know maybe you play records, not records. Oh, how old am I? Um, <laughs> I know you got a phonograph in your closet, so there's no excuse there, you little whippersnapper. <laughs> Actually, which reminds me of something kind of amusing. Before I moved here, my son, who is 33, he's uh, he went to one of the dumpsters at our condo complex in um, Colorado, and there was one of these record players that they're new, and they're like a little suitcase kind of where you open them up and you can play all the different sizes of records. It's interesting to think that a lot of these kids or the ones that are young adults have never played a record. So he went to this used record store and he bought some old records, and it was just so interesting watching him put a record on a record player when he has never done that. So now he is enjoying this fascination with how a record plays and the different sizes of records and how they have the different speeds and it has to adjust the speed for how close it's getting to the center or they record it differently as it's getting closer to the center because of the speed or whatever. I don't even know anything about that really. But it was so much fun watching him fiddle around with a record player and then at that place, uh, he took the record player out by the pool and he was playing some music out there with it. It was pretty cool. Couldn't do that here because there's no music allowed. But what I did figure out was, and I told um, Clyde, 
who is not a very nice man, but he's the one of the pool attendants. And he, he was the one who said I couldn't have any or play music. And so next time I saw him, I said, Clyde, I figured it out. I figured out how I can make some music and it won't be against the rules. I'm going to rap. I'm going to do some like, you know, rap songs. And if I'm rapping, I'm actually talking. I'm not singing and I'm not making music. It's just rap. And I was being like my fun, silly self. And he gave me the dirtiest look. Like <laughs> I wasn't trying to defy the rules. I was just trying to say, I figured it out. I got away. So there are some people who don't have much music in their soul or in their life. And I think life is pretty sad without music. So growing up, I remember sitting on the on the organ bench with my mom and with those foot pedals and all the different settings and everything and how magnificent it was to a little kid. And then my sister played the piano. She was so good and she practiced constantly and I took piano lessons and I didn't get very good. But then my traumatic music moment <laughs> was at my dad's church, Mid Valley Bible Church in Kingsburg, California. On Christmas Eve, my father, who is also an artist, he had this thing that he did, he does where he takes all these newspapers with headlines on them, bad news, and he puts them all on this big board on this easel and talks about all the bad news in the world. And he totally created this. He was such a creative man. He still is somewhere. Um, and then he starts doing this chalk drawing and it's this most beautiful chalk drawing of Jesus. And I don't know, cause I, I was too young, but it's just the beauty. I remember it being so beautiful, but it's transforming all the bad news and all those headlines and everything of the newspaper and creating something really beautiful. Well, at home, many days before Christmas Eve, my mom was helping me learn to sing Silent Night. Not just one verse, but many verses. And I think I was about five or six years old. I'm not sure. When I would practice at home, my mom was singing with me. My sister was singing with me. And I knew that I was going to sing it at the church, but obviously I was going to sing it with them because they were practicing with me. So on Christmas Eve, it's time for my dad to do the things he's putting the newspaper on there and doing his sermon about all the bad news and the bad things in the world. And, and then my mom went up to the organ and then someone was kind of telling me, okay, go up there, go up there to sing. And I remember this one memory of looking at my sister who was not coming up there. And they said, no, you go, go, go. And they knew all along I was going to sing alone. They weren't tricking me or anything. It's just nobody told me. <laughs> so I went up to the front and I was quite terrified. I remember just feeling like I was tricked. And it wasn't a trick. Nobody told me, that's all. But I was feeling like, I don't know. It, was, it still is weird and kind of traumatic to think about. But trauma makes us remember these some of these memories from our past. And of course, lots of traumatic memories we don't remember. And those are tucked away, still churning away in the back of our mind to haunt us and taunt us. 
Well, this didn't do any permanent damage, and I did sing three verses of Silent Night while my dad made this beautiful art behind me, and it was just, it was quite an amazing thing. So <laughs> it was thrown into the fire. I don't think that's the right phrase, or <laughs> but I did that. So music was a big part of my life. Now, if you don't have music in your life and you think you're not a musician, can I challenge you to become a musician? And whatever instrument you want to learn to play, uh, pick something that's not too terribly difficult. But I vote for the easiest and fastest way to become a musician and to practice singing as well is on a ukulele. I got a ukulele probably three years ago was the first one that I got. And I'm only up to three of them where like my friend Randall, who lives in this complex, I guess he has like 22 of them hanging on his wall. They're kind of addictive, I guess, because they're so beautiful and they're so fun to play. It has only four strings. How hard could that be? <laughs> this is the great thing about it. Your lack of musical talent or your belief that you don't have talent is not going to stop you from being a good ukulele player. You have only four strings. There are a lot of songs you can play that have only three chords. A lot of rock and roll songs from my era that have only three chords. And you know what? If there's a song with four chords, you learn one more chord. <laughs> and they're all very easy because generally those chords are very close together. And I do recommend not getting the regular uh, ukulele, get the um, tenor because the tenor is bigger and it has more space between the strings and it has a, just a better sound. And then I got an eight string tenor, which is very nice. I really like that because it has a really full, nice sound. Now what you're going to do when you learn your three chords is you are going to also sing the song. You can go to ultimateguitar.com and all the music you could ever want to find along with chords for guitar or ukulele, are on ultimate guitar. And this is what makes it fun because it's so easy to have music to play. And the songs that you know and that you love from either your teenage years or even recently, even new songs, once you start getting it, you will want to play a lot despite the pain in your fingers. <laughs> and that only lasts for a little while till you get them nice and kind of calloused. And then you start singing these songs and you realize, oh yeah, huh, I can kind of sing, can't I? And then it gets really fun and really addictive. What's really nice about it is that you're doing something new and different. Making music has a profound effect on your life, on your health, on your joy, on your sense of purpose. And it doesn't mean that your purpose is being a ukulele player, but... It gives you a sense of purpose where you didn't have one before. You're accomplishing something. You're getting better at it. And if you have been feeling down because of all the shit that's been going on for the last year, well, this transports you. While you are playing your ukulele and learning and singing, you really can't think about anything else except how freaking happy you are. When I was in Longmont, our uke group met at a brewery and some day it was on Sunday afternoons and we were inside the brewery and some days there would be like 75 people playing ukuleles 
There was a lot of ooks. <laughs> and it was just so much fun to share music with everybody. And they just started up just this last Sunday in Longmont again at the brewery playing as a group. And it's just, it's so amazing. It's a big brewery. There's a lot of people. And it's just filled up with people playing ooks. And there's a screen that Brian scrolls the music so you can see it. And he helps you out with, you know, the chords and things. It's, it's really easy and people really love it. So why do they love making music? Even though a lot of these people have never been musicians, some of them have and some play multiple instruments. There's something about connecting with other people musically. You, you know about rapport and how you create rapport with other people, like put the music aside for a second, but you create rapport by matching. First, you match their posture, their position, they're holding their arms, the way they move their head or the lack of movement. You match if they lean in or they lean away and you start creating this subconscious rapport with them because you are like them. Then when they're talking, you use the same voice. If they have a really animated voice, you have a really animated voice. If they are kind of monotone and calm, then you're going to talk monotone and calm. If they move their arm up to the side of their face while they're thinking, you take a beat or two, move your arm up to the side of your face. And this is how you create rapport. And this is what's taught to you if you take NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, and also hypnotists will talk about creating rapport. And it is important to learn how to create rapport because it gets us bonded together somehow. Now, back to the brewery. Here's 75 people doing something together at the same time with the same body movements, singing the same words and singing the same song and making music together. If you are feeling stuck or unhappy, or you just feel like you can't pull out of this COVID funk and all of the things in your life that are making it really difficult, Learn to play the ook. Find a jam group near you. I assure you there is more than one to choose from. There's, it's a really interesting phenomenon right now. It is like everywhere. And if there's not, you learn to play on your own. And then you can start an ook group, a jam group. Think about this. What if you actually are a very musical person, but you've never bothered to try to learn to sing or play an instrument. What if your brain is wired for making music and feeling that satisfaction and that joy? And during this last year, whenever I'm feeling a little down or frustrated or feeling like there's just nothing that's going to help get me out of the funk. Like when I first moved here to Hawaii, the big island, it was in September. There was no one here. Seriously. It, the streets were empty. There were no cars and everything was closed. There were just no people. It was the weirdest thing. And this was after 14 days in quarantine that I got to finally get out and do that. I played my ook every day in quarantine and I wrote a song and then I recently wrote another song about quarantines. <laughs> And it just is so satisfying to get creative and to express yourself 
even if you're going to play it by yourself. If you used to play an instrument as a child, have you thought about doing that again, playing the violin, playing the piano, get a keyboard, playing the trombone, <laughs> what else? <laughs> the oboe. I always wanted to play the oboe, but I played the flute. So all through school, one of the things that gave me a sense of purpose and belonging and rapport with other people and doing the same thing together with others was playing the flute. I played in the band. I played in the marching band. I was the piccolo player inside of the star shape of people playing stars and stripes. Being in band was the thing that saved my soul as a teenager. No question about it. You know, being a teenager is tough, but that was getting to be a part of something. Now you don't get to go back and rewrite your, you know, your uh, teenage years. Maybe you have kids at home and you want to start getting them into music. So that was a really big deal for me. I spent so many hours in my bedroom playing my flute. I don't know why, but maybe it just kept me grounded and gave me something that had a lot of meaning to me. And sometimes I remember just playing scales and arpeggios over and over in every key so that I would get really good. I didn't have any upside to this and I wasn't planning on like, oh, I'm going to be a flautist with a symphony. But I did get to play for a year in the Florida Atlantic University Symphony. And that was a really special thing because that was like a big deal for 16 year old to do. And again, I was part of something, part of something big. And I felt like an enormous accomplishment. And I felt that I was doing something that really mattered, even though I was last chair flute. For those of you who are musicians, you know what I'm talking about. But for those of you who aren't, why not? And if you have kids, have them do music every day. Have them learn an instrument or multiple instruments. Build their confidence in them being able to sing and in, and in writing songs. Writing new songs is really fun. And again, it's another accomplishment. It feels good. You put some time into it. And there's really no other purpose than your own satisfaction. Playing it for other people is going to be fun. But just doing it for yourself is somehow really satisfying. It does boost your mood a lot. Now, I have a program that is about being a musical genius. And I think that this program of several hypnosis sessions, which I'm going to tell you about right now, will inspire you to not only pick up an instrument and start singing and playing, but also just to feel what it does for your soul and your spirit and why it's so important and why it's like, for me, it's really important. And then maybe you will get hooked on making music or you'll inspire your kids or you'll get the, get the old gang back together. <laughs> Start a garage band. <laughs> so let me tell you what I did with this program. If you, again, if you are not a musician, you listen to this and you get inspired. If you are a musician, this is to get you better at the skills that you need. So the first session is singing for health. This is to get you inspired to break out into song, let your voice be heard, and the singing that lifts your spirits creates a wonderful state of harmony in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. I will encourage you to sing in the shower, in the car, in the kitchen, and really enjoy just the music of your soul. The second one is your sexy voice. And you know, musicians generally 
have a really nice voice when they talk because when you're training yourself to sing, you are training your vocal cords to do some really amazing things that are going to give you a better speaking voice. So then if you have to give a presentation or get on stage, or maybe you're in a competition for speaking, you're going to have a better voice. You're going to learn to breathe from your diaphragm and find the vibration that makes your voice feel really good and have that really nice um, resonance. The third session is called From Deep Inside. And this is about letting your voice come from deep within. You shift your voice from being nasal or throaty or in your head to giving it that depth and vibration that comes from something deeper and it sends a nice, smooth, comforting sound, nice and smooth, like it wraps itself around you like a velvety soft <laughs> blanket of love. And then we have part two, which is conscious creation. And this is about... This one's not so much about music, but this one's about starting your day with a positive attitude to create what you want in your life and direct your thoughts and your feelings. This one was made as a session on its own, not really for music, but I thought if you continue to reinforce and decide every day that I'm going to continue to become a musician, because Wendy said it for like a whole freaking hour that I need to be a musician. <laughs> And we're only halfway into it. So um, <laughs> in the description here, this was written quite a long time ago. It says, put it in your CD alarm clock and let it wake you up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I started doing this 27 years ago. At least it doesn't mention a cassette tape. Because when I first started out in the hypnosis business, to make something I could sell, I had to make a cassette tape. And then duplicate that cassette tape by buying this duplicator that did six cassettes at a time. And you had to flip over all six and your master. And then I had to print those labels and put them on there very carefully because I didn't have any money. Remember, I was broke and I was determined. So then those cassettes went into some plastic holders. And when you got them, they looked pretty nice, probably. They were, well, by today's standards, they're trash. But then they looked pretty nice. And I sold them for... They were expensive, too. Uh, now, ignore that CD alarm clock thing. and But there are still people who do CDs in their alarm clocks, and they email me and say, won't you please send me a CD? And I say, no. Okay, back to this. Track two is creative brilliance on this second part. And this one is to get you to think creatively, to create music, create, compose it, write it, and get yourself to be kind of obsessed about, wow, okay, I want to see what I can do. Maybe I'm a songwriter and I just never knew it because I never sat down to write a song. And then I put in Borrowed Genius, which is from the creativity set. And, uh-oh. <laughs> I just uh, used my mouse incorrectly. Okay, back to where we were. Quit doing that, Wendy. Okay, hold on. I'm almost there. Creative genius, yes. Which is going to do that to get your voice to be more creative and try new things and get a little... If you're already a musician and you sing and stuff, how about getting a little bit out of the box that you've been in, trying some new, different, weird things. Then we have borrowed genius, which is putting on the head of, in this case, a ma magician. No, not a magician. Because that would be bad. <laughs> That'd take you down a dark path. A uh, mu musician. <laughs> Put on the head of a musician, not for real, just in hypnosis. 
and I will guide you along as you have this composer or songwriter or performer, guitarist, whoever, and you're going to use some mystical powers to absorb their abilities and their mindset and their energy. It is very inspiring. You will love that one. Create the music from your spirit is in number three. And this one is, boy, there's a lot of stuff for a very small price. Okay. Whew. Ay, 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 ay. So much in here. Okay. Now we have the music for your soul to teach your spirit to express music in a way that is a beautiful expression of who you are and so on. We have one that is, uh, we, we, me and my, what, my bird that flew in here yesterday <laughs> and almost killed me. Uh, let's see. Okay. You have a track that is for mastering the keyboard specific to getting you to embed this ability as you are falling asleep. Master the strings, guitar, banjo, bass, violin, cello, mandolin, ukulele and maybe even a harp and you're going to listen to that and it's going to embed in your brain and your body all of the things that are involved in being an expert musician in that doesn't mean you're going to wake up and like oh my god i can play it but you're going to be a lot better you really will it is amazing what that does for you once you unleash your inner beast the next one is mastering winds let your brain learn the techniques of woodwinds brass or any instrument with keys and a mouthpiece get out your didgeridoo okay that's the end of it. I'm going to put a link in the notes of this podcast for this. And I'm going to give you a coupon code down there for 30% off as well. So depending on where you're listening to this podcast, if there is not a link and a coupon code in some comments, as this goes out to a lot of platforms, well, not a lot by today's standards, but my world, it goes out to a lot of platforms. So I don't know which ones put the text in there or not. Now, what happens now? You find that music gives you a really wonderful feeling in your heart and soul. You get brave enough to share what you're creating with others, even if it's a song with three chords. And if you were a musician in school, you just start doing that again, you know? Get that thing out, dust it off. And by thing, I mean your instrument. <laughs> and by instrument, I mean your musical instrument. <laughs> okay, so now that we've cleared that up, I have not been drinking today, so don't even be thinking about that. I would like to take you on a little 10-minute journey, a hypnotic journey, on what it would be like to be that musician, to have those skills and to feel yourself with music flowing through your, I don't know, your blood, your bones, whatever it flows through, mostly through all the things in your body that do make music. So if you're up for that, find a comfortable, bowl, 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 bowl. <laughs> I don't know, uh, maybe I should be drinking, maybe that would help. <laughs> Find a comfortable place to relax. You know what it is, the problem today? So I'm trying to make less mouth noises because people who do podcasts or do any kind of broadcasts or if you're recording programs, 
you have to learn how to not have mouth noises. And I'm really self-conscious about that because some of my work that I recorded has more mouth noises than others. All the slurping and that, you know, that stuff. So I'm really conscious of it. And then sometimes I'm thinking, oh no, did I just make a mouth noise? Did I slurp? (laughs) Did I drool? Okay, we're going to do a little hypnosis session. 10 minutes. Go get comfortable right now. Your job is to take a deep breath. Let it all the way out. And take another slow, deep breath. Slowly in. Ah. Good. Keep breathing gently and softly. And as you're relaxing, I'm going to tell you what the health benefits are of singing. So that as we get into this session, you're going to think more about how nice it will be to begin to sing. People love to sing, whether or not they can carry a tune. People seem to understand that there's something positive, something healthy in the act of raising their voices in song. In fact, there's solid scientific evidence to prove that singing is in fact good for your body and mind. Let's find out how singing can help your physical health and your mental health and be your therapy. Singing appears to be a stress reliever. A 2017 study measured the amount of cortisol, the stress hormone in participants' saliva. Mm, Nice job if you can get it. Before and after they sang. Researchers in that study found that the amount of cortisol was lower after singing an indication that people felt more relaxed after they belted out a tune. They also found that singing reduces stress levels whether the participants were singing in a group or by themselves. There is a small catch, though. Cortisol only goes down if you're singing in a place that doesn't make you anxious. A similar 2015 study tested salivary cortisol levels after a singing performance, finding that cortisol levels went up in that scenario of a performance. It stimulates your immune response. There is evidence that singing boosts your immune response and helps you fight off illnesses. A 2004 study compared the effects of singing with the effects of simply listening to music. In two separate sessions, research subjects either sang or listened to music. Those who sang showed higher levels of immunoglobulin A. Mm, love that immunoglobulin, especially A, A, one, B, meh. <laughs> Sorry, sidebar. An antibody your body secretes to help you fend off infections. Listening to music without singing along reduced stress hormones, but it didn't stimulate the body's immune system. It increases your pain threshold. When you sing in a group, Whether it's a large choir or a smaller group, the act of collective singing causes your body to release endorphins. This hormone can help promote positive feelings and even change your perception of pain. A 2012 study found that singing, drumming, and dancing in a group triggers the release of hormones that raise your pain tolerance in ways that just listening to music does not do. Researchers note that the feelings of social connection, rather than the music itself, seems to be behind the boost in pain tolerance. It may improve snoring, which means you're going to snore even better. Ooh, I hope not. (laughs) Regular singing 
will change the way you breathe even when you're not singing. Researchers in a 2008 study interviewed the spouses of choir members along with the spouses of people who don't sing. The researchers found that significantly fewer choir members snored. Significantly. <laughs> significantly. This led them to recommend regular singing as a potential treatment for snoring. Studies have also shown that people who play wind instruments snore less than the general population. These findings have prompted some experts to suggest that singing and playing wind instruments might be helpful for people with obstructive sleep apnea. Imagine. Improves lung function. Singing involves deep breathing and controlled use of muscles in the respiratory system. It may be beneficial for certain lung and breathing conditions. Studies have shown that the breathing techniques used with singing may offer benefits for people with COPD, asthma, cystic, cystic fibrosis, cancer, multiple sclerosis, quadriplegia. What? Wow, that's quite amazing. While singing doesn't treat or cure any of these conditions, you may benefit from gaining strength in your respiratory muscles. Singing increases the amount of oxygen in your blood. In addition to the pulmonary benefits, singers also experience improved mood and a greater sense of social connection. See, I told so earlier. Develops a sense of belonging and connection. Another, I told you so. When you sing together with others, you're likely to feel the same kind of camaraderie and bonding that players on sports teams experience. In one 2014 study involving 11,000 school children, researchers found that children in a singing and musical engagement program developed a strong sense of community and social inclusion. A 2016 study involving 375 adult participants, researchers found that people who sang together in a group reported a higher sense of well-being and meaningful connection than people who sang solo. One of the neurochemicals released when people feel bonded together is oxytocin. It's also known as the love hormone, and I think you know why. Spontaneous improved singing causes your body to release this feel-good hormone, which may give you a heightened sense of connectedness and inclusion. We're still going to get to the hypnosis session in just a moment. I'm in number seven now. It enhances memory in people with dementia. Really? People with Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia experience a gradual loss of memory. Studies have shown that people with these conditions were able to recall a song more easily than other words, which is true. Yeah, my mom had Alzheimer's and she could, she was in a, a really nice care home in when I was in California and it, I went to visit her every day. She played piano and she played these amazing songs that she played perfectly and sang them. And even though she couldn't really cognitively carry on much for conversations, she had an incredible repertoire. Boy, they loved her there. Wow. In one singing study by the Alzheimer's Foundation, participants said it was nice to be able to remember something. Wow. Ooh. The singers found they remembered more than just the lyrics. For some, singing familiar songs suddenly brought back memories from their life that they had forgotten. Wow. Researchers found that singing songs learned at a younger age caused a spontaneous return of autobiographical details for many people. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And next, it helps with grief. Singing in a group doesn't just help you with physical pain. It may also help you with the emotional pain you feel after you've lost someone you love. 
A 2019 study conducted among people dealing with grief, researchers found that for those who sang in a choir, depression symptoms did not get worse over time and their sense of well-being remained stable. It's beautiful. In fact, the choir singers felt a gradual improvement in their self-esteem during and after the 12-week study. Those in the control group who didn't participate in the singing intervention did not report a benefit. Researchers concluded that group singing may be a good option for people who need additional support during a time of grief. But also, you know, the rest of your life too. We all really need some help around here. Improves mental health and mood. 2010 study done in the United Kingdom evaluated 20 people in a singing program known as the Sing Your Heart Out Project. The participants included people with mental health conditions as well as the general public. Researchers found that the participants reported improvements in their mental health, their mood, their sense of well-being, and feeling of belonging as a result of these singing workshops. And finally, the last one, helps improve speaking abilities. I already told you this. I said your voice is going to get better if you sing and your talking voice is going to sound good. All right. This is the first time I read this, like, 10 things that singing does for you. So I don't know why I said that doesn't matter. <laughs> Helps improve speaking abilities. Decades ago, scientists began researching the effects of singing among people who have a hard time with speech due to a neurological condition. To date, researchers have found that singing improves the speaking ability for people with autism, Parkinson's, aphasia following a stroke, and stuttering. Singing stimulates multiple areas of the brain at the same time, and this may enable people with an impairment in one part of the brain to communicate using other areas of their brain. Whoa! Singing can also prolong the sounds in each word, which makes them easier to pronounce. Singing also makes it easier to incorporate hand tapping, a method that can help people maintain speaking rhythms that are otherwise challenging. <laughs> All right, I believe that is, oh, there's a little bit more, but you know, I think we've had enough. Okay, those are top 10 reasons you should be singing and making music. Now, close your eyes. Keep breathing. Nice deep breath. Oh, I'm going to take a nice sip of water here. Mm. Mm-hmm. As you're breathing and relaxing, allow your body to get nice and loose and limp. Just let everything get heavy and find out where the tension is in your body. If it's in your neck and your shoulders, bring a light into your neck and shoulders. It just warms those muscles and relaxes anything that's tight and lets it melt like a pool of goo. <laughs> that's a new one in my repertoire. Now let your arms get nice and heavy and let that feeling of heaviness move down through your chest down through your spine, into your hips, down into your legs, and let yourself relax so easily, so quickly. And just go as deep as you want to go into this space. And I want to share with you something that I love. And I'd like for you to let yourself imagine and feel as deeply as you can the love that you can have for this. If you're already a musician, Perhaps this will remind you, you, your mind, your body, your mouth, your throat, 
the feeling of the instrument you used to play, and you'll start making music again and bring it back. Let yourself feel that you're in a room where you're very safe and very content. And you have an instrument that you like to play. Even if you've never played one, just imagine that you have and that you're kind of good at it. So sitting there, you start making a few notes on that instrument. You can feel the keys of the piano keyboard or the strings of a guitar or an ukulele, or perhaps the wind that you're blowing from your mouth into a flute, making a sweet, sweet sound. And just begin to make some music right now. Imagine yourself able to play this music, very simple but very pretty, You have this talent. You're letting your brain learn to imagine already having this ability. And as you play, you notice that your mind relaxes, that anything stressful from your day melts away, and you're feeling rather content. Even when you make a little mistake on a string or a key or a note, you just start over and play it again and get better. And feel the resonating sound of that music. It goes into your mind, it affects your heart. It changes the neurology in your body. Now begin to sing. And if you think you can't sing, just imagine yourself being a very good singer right now that you can sing beautiful notes and you're on key and you can make beautiful sounds with your voice as you sing. Take a moment now to hear yourself singing. Beautiful sounds are coming out of your mouth, floating around into the air Notice what changes in your body when you're singing. Your head feels a little bit lighter. You notice that that feeling in your heart is a feeling of being relaxed yet connected, connected with a source of beauty and skill. And you can feel it changing all these things in your body, in your mind, in your soul. Now for a moment, imagine that you're taking your music to where some of your friends are and you're going to sing and play for them. Just let your imagination take you to wherever you want, maybe in somebody's backyard where they're sitting around or maybe they've come over to your house and you're going to perform a simple song that you love You can feel the instrument in your hands or the keyboard. And you're going to sing and play. Notice the smiles on your face. Notice the smiles on their face. Notice how connected you are. Even though they're not making music, they're just listening. But it feels so good to make music together. 
and you do feel like you've just been uplifted, that you're just happier. And somehow there is a sensation going through your body from the top of your head all the way down through your spine and your legs to the tips of your toes. And in this moment, are you noticing that you really like making music? Are you noticing that people are really enjoying listening to your music? Maybe if you play a song they know, they'll sing along while you encourage them, letting them know everyone can sing. It doesn't matter how it sounds. It matters that you're making music together. Maybe you tell them and inspire them by sharing all the beautiful things that music does for you. What it does for every human. Yeah, now if you have a pet like a dog, you know your dog's going to love this music. Your dog is probably going to sing along. It is a strange thing that some dogs have that they connect when they hear music and they sing. They're a little off key, but they don't care. They just sing with all the joy of their head rising up, belting out their song with their human partner. Be inspired to be a musician, to start learning to play an instrument and singing, no matter what it sounds like, and play every day and feel that joy in you and as you get better and as you bring back the talent you had when you were young, or you improve your abilities that you have now in your musical life, that you realize that you do love from every cell in your body the music that you make and share with others. Good. So now let a warm wave of just comfort and satisfaction and beauty go from the top of your head all the way down to the bottoms of your feet as it flows through your body and you know that you want to experience music. You want to experience music. You want to experience music. Good. Now bring your awareness back here. Let the energy start to come back. Let that little tingly feeling come on back into your body. And as I count from one to five, bring back all of that energy, focus, and that new sense of curiosity about what it will be like to get your music on. Come on. I want you to share with me what you're being stimulated to do, what ideas you have of making music, and then go find a music jam group or find other people to play with. There are so many kinds of groups that are beginners or advanced of all different skill levels and that you're going to learn how to do this. Remember that all those musicians didn't start out being musicians. They practiced and they got better and it got easier. And they learn to love music. So bringing all of your awareness back. One, bring the energy into your legs and arms. Two, bring that energy all the way up through your body, all the way up through your head. Boom. Three, feeling balanced and at peace. And four, your eyes will feel cool and refreshed. And now you will want to go 
find out what it will feel like to experience music, mind, and spirit. Hypnosis sessions that will help you to create the music, the genius, the satisfaction, the comfort of being a musician. So open your eyes. Come on back. (laughs) Just knowing what it does for your health, I hope that inspires you to want to make music. It is such a truly powerful healer and it changes the thoughts that your brain focuses on. So if you have been in funky town, and I don't mean the musical kind of funky town, I mean the really sad funky town, you you can change the way that your brain is connecting with all these different parts of your brain and your soul and your spirit and perhaps funnel some creative wisdom as you are a songwriter and feel better. Because you can get out of the funk, you can stop the perpetual negative thoughts and the things that have been bringing you down, if indeed you are one of those, when there's many of us that have been struggling with this in the last year. So I want to inspire you by helping you understand that it happens to me too. But I'll tell you that one thing that changes it instantly is playing my ukulele and singing. And it's even really fun to go sing for groups of people, which I have done on several occasions. And it's even more fun to find a group to play with. And if it's ukulele, they're everywhere now. People are doing this because it feels so good. I'm going to let you go because I think I have been talking to you for almost an hour 57 minutes and 45 seconds to be exact. Well, I want to tell you that I am very, very grateful for you for listening and supporting my podcast and being a good person and spreading your love and gratitude when you're out in the world. Let people know what you're grateful for. Let them know if you're grateful for their friendship, for their help, for their inspiration, whatever it is. Let's share some gratitude and help our souls and our spirits heal by connecting with others. We're all so hungry for it and we need it so desperately. Do your part and be the one that makes your light shine. All righty. I'm going to, on that note, (laughs) Ooh, catch that. That was a little musical reference on that note. (laughs) I'm going to let you go. And if you want to see my two songs that I wrote about, uh, coronavirus and one about quarantine. Oh my goodness. Go to my YouTube channel. You can find that by going to Wendy Friesen, W-E-N-D-I-F-R-I-E-S-E-N. And you'll find my channel. You can find my two songs. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You have a fantastic day. I love you, love you, love you. I am grateful for you. Bye-bye.